0: I'm Charlotte and I'm Helly, and welcome to growth in progress the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed but that can help us all to grow
1: each week we spend some time catching up share a recommendation of something we've loved recently and then go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant to right now these are often the kind of things that a lot of people might be thinking about but aren't actually discussing and if you enjoy this discussion please don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review because we will be forever grateful how are you doing my love how has your week been tell me what you've been up to
0: not an awful lot which has been so so nice um Mm, I feel like you've needed that yeah I just needed a week to I mean obviously work was normal whatever but like this weekend we had no plans we just met up with some people for drinks on Saturday yes wait yesterday god feels longer ago We literally did nothing like we didn't. We left the house about 5 p.m. to go for a drive because we felt like we should probably leave the house. But we actually (laughs) did nothing. And it was such a nice feeling. And then we just went to the beach today and I I feel like I just needed that weekend without the pressure of any plans. It was a nice reset kind of feeling.
1: I think that's just what we need sometimes, isn't it? And Mm. making the time to do nothing and to just kind of see where the mood takes you is, so, is such, such a nice rest for our brains.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it has been really nice. And it reminds me why I need to schedule it in more often.
1: <laughs> yes, especially now life's back to normal and it's the summer. So naturally, we're all a bit more busy.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what have you been up to? What
1: have I been up to? I feel like the last week has been chaotic. Um, but today I took myself on a little solo date for the day. So I went to the Saatchi Gallery to see the Tiffany exhibition that they've got running there until the I want to say the middle of August. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. So worth going to if you're a fan of like fashion, jewellery, luxury brands, anything like that. It was just so well done. And maybe this is just me being a bit like out of date with technology, but I've never been to an exhibition before where you can do the audio tour through your phone. So it kind of like takes you through everything. You can listen to as much detail that you want and all that sort of thing. Just loved it.
0: That is really cool. And I do love a good solo date. That sounds amazing.
1: It was just lovely. And then I wandered up and down the King's Road, just popped a prep for a bit of a lunch. Nothing groundbreaking, but really lovely. Although I caused absolute fucking chaos, didn't I? Because sarcasm does not translate on the internet, And so I had a flurry of messages asking me if I'd got engaged when I tried on one of the Tiffany rings, because part of the exhibition, and this is really cool, like it's really nice touch, but there's like a separate room that's like done out really beautifully and you can try on the rings. Um, So like someone comes over and like helps you put it on and all of that sort of, it's really like, it's a really cool thing. because obviously, I mean, I'm never going to be wearing a Tiffany ring, you know, like, I don't have that kind of income yet um and I didn't really think about which hand I'd put it on because I was sitting she was on my left hand side so I just put it on my like ring finger and when I uploaded it I was like oh god I hope you don't think I'm engaged and I was like oh people are like common sense like whatever no so of course chaos today um
0: (laughs) I was gonna say the fact that it was on your ring finger like if it had been on any other finger I I don't think that anyone would have even battered. No, and
1: do you know the thing is, I looked at my tooth, the the ring wasn't that big, and I've got quite big knuckles, and I thought, imagine if I get a ring stuck, like a Tiffany ring stuck on my hands, I thought, well, I'll put it on my ring finger, that's like the skinniest one that isn't like my little finger, it was just like a catalogue of errors really. Um,
0: But yeah, it entertained me so it caused it gave us entertainment as well even all the way over here in croatia it was entertaining
1: <laughs> i'll cause chaos and i've had to, a lot of people have which is lovely very very kind but i do feel a bit like the boy who cried wolf now um
0: like it's a little bit like,
1: embarrassing like issue a
0: redaction
1: <laughs> i actually i've actually put up a story that says cause chaos not engaged just tried on the tiffany exhibition because it's when it hit the double figures i was like i can't I can't, it's too embarrassing. <laughs> so oh God. I shouldn't be allowed on the internet, but anyway. <laughs> oh
0: God, it was entertaining. I'll give you that.
1: You literally can't take me anywhere. You yourself there. That's even worse, isn't it? That's the problem. I can't be left unsupervised. Do not leave me unattended. I'm a risk to myself. <laughs> oh my God um anyway what's your recommendation for the week
0: I'm so excited to share this recommendation because it's a book and I started it yesterday morning and I finished it this morning that's how oh good it was. wow so it's called how to kill your family by Bella Mackey I keep
1: seeing this recommended I always see it in bookshops and I'm really interested and I just never pick it up
0: so at the Hindu a couple of weeks ago, complete coincidence, so there was 12 girls, I think six people were happened to be reading it at the same time. They were all what? at different stages. And I was like, okay, I need to buy this. So I bought it and it was my next book to read. And oh my God, it was so, so good. I think it's, it's very, I guess it's like a mystery thriller, but it's also like so kind of darkly, comic her the the narration is scathing it's so entertaining there's so much like judgment for kind of modern society just little like thoughts that she has they're things that I've thought or felt about things and she puts into words so well but then you remember who she is and she's trying to kill her family and the emotional detachment you kind of go on this like psychological journey with her as it kind of describes what's led her to this point where she is killing her family and the kind of emotional detachment and how scathing she is of them is entertaining. Like you forget that she's actually, she's killing people here. She's, (laughs) she's doing it out of revenge. It's not like there, there were actually points that I laughed out loud at some of it. It's not like purely comedy all the way through, but it's so accurately ridiculous, but also, yeah I I don't want to give too much away because I thought how are they going to write a book about killing like how to kill your family I didn't even think I couldn't understand what the approach would be and I think that's probably why I enjoyed it so much because I didn't really know the context of it so I don't want to spoil it too much but um, really good really enjoyed the twist at the end um, and really made me wish there was a follow-up I know there's not going to be a follow-up but it was uh, fantastic I would definitely recommend giving it a read it's a very good summer read
1: I love that that does sound really good I will put it back on my kindle list and then when I finish my current book I will download it and give it a go
0: side note this week I did also finish where uh, where the crawdads sing as well
1: oh I didn't realize you had okay what did you think of it
0: I loved it but I'm so glad I didn't read it until now because I think all of the yeah. hype at the time I probably would have been disappointed. I only started reading it because they're going to make it into a movie and I wanted to read the book before yeah. the movie came out. And yeah, I do kind of wish are. I'd read it sooner. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I w-
1: let's have a discussion offline about this because I have a lot of thoughts that I want to discuss with you. Um, And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it or who wants to see the movie. But yeah, I agree. I think if I'd read it during the time it was super, super hyped, I would have felt a bit like, oh. Mm.
0: I do wish, though, that someone had told me about how many parallels there are with To Kill a Mockingbird, because I probably would have read it sooner because I bloody love To Kill a Mockingbird. I've Um, never
1: read To Kill a Mockingbird.
0: It's one of my favourite books, but that might be like because I studied it. So and I know a lot of people also studied it at school and hated it. So I totally appreciate that. But I love it. So maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. But yeah, we'll discuss. Okay. okay, I might have to read To Kill a Mockingbird as well. Also, worth a read. Anyway, yeah. what's your recommendation?
1: I have another podcast this week. I'm really back on a podcast type and I'm loving it. Um, it's the soundtrack of my hashtag Hot Girl Walks, although I don't even think they're hashtagged, are they? So on TikTok, that's where it all came from. But anyway, um, me being like a cool millennial um, and sounding about 80 years old. So this week's podcast that I'm recommending is Alan Carr's Life's a Beach. And It's as charming and funny and wonderful as you'd expect anything that Alan Carr does to be. And in each episode, he interviews a celebrity and they basically, they board um, Alan Airlines or Alan Lines. Uh, It's a pun on his name, but it's like his quote unquote, his airline. And they talk through things like um, their favorite places they've traveled to, their best holidays, their worst holidays, holiday romances. The type of person they are like, do they get to the airport really early or are they always running for the plane? And it's just a really nice listen. Each episode's about 30 to 40 minutes long. So they're nice, like nice length. And he's had some really brilliant guests on there. My favorite one I've listened to so far, I think, is either Jamie Lang, because he was hilarious, of course, mm-hmm. um, or Nagamanchati, who does the breakfast show if you're in the UK, oh, for yeah. and she is just the loveliest person um and yeah it's just really easy listening similar like like you said how that's like a summer book beach read this is like a summer podcast that you could lie in the garden with your earheads your ear heads in your headphones <laughs> in and listen to it for hours and there's loads of episodes because he's done like three or four series now
0: Oh, I love that. I actually didn't even know that he had a podcast. So I need to give that a listen.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. And then it came up on my, you know, it's like um, podcasts you might like or something like that. I thought, do you yeah. know what? That sounds like the kind of fun, lighthearted thing I want to listen to when I'm wandering
0: around. I love that. I'm going to give that because I've been the same with like the podcast last week. Some, I just want something a little bit different to listen to at the moment, something a bit more light and easy.
1: Yeah. I feel like I don't have the capacity for anything too heavy or intense right now. So that that fits the bill perfectly.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna listen. I love Alan Carr. Oh,
1: I love him. He's just so sweet and funny.
0: Mm-hmm. And Nagamanchetti. I do. I used love oh, him. do you know what? I really I miss that. But like, I do miss watching BBC breakfast in the morning. I know that's like a really weird thing, but it always really reminds me of being at home.
1: Yeah. At, we sometimes put it on on the weekend mornings and occasionally in the week if um, Alex isn't in work and it does make me feel like oh I love this like it's just quite it's good company isn't it anyway. Oh my god who are we? <laughs> oh my god that sounds so old. don't I was going to tell you how much my back was hurting me but I just thought no I can't. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Shall, shall we discuss this week's topic? So, this week we wanted to have a conversation about forgiveness and why it's so important to forgive, but also the benefit it can have on yourself. We are not like from the off, we're not saying that you have to forgive absolutely everyone you ever encounter or whoever's wronged you and forgive some of the really, really awful things that people do and say. But this is more about actually the majority of things are completely forgivable if you want to forgive them. And actually, in doing so, you almost it's almost a present to yourself. It's almost like a really radical act of self-care because it it means your experience of life is just that bit better if you're not holding on to that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I really agree. And I, I do feel like it is a tricky topic because obviously there's a massive amount of nuance to each situation that someone goes through. And it can be really tricky. And obviously a lot of people have experienced a huge amount of like trauma or upset in their life and forgiving for those things can be can feel impossible so like you said we're not here to say whether you should forgive or not but I will be the first to admit I always held awful resentment and grudges and I was the kind of person who was like never forgive never forget like that was that was me yeah me too and I would just quietly hold what someone had done to me in my mind like every time I had an interaction with them anytime something similar came up I I it just and I look back now and I'm, I kind of wince because I'm like that was not healthy I'm not saying that oh I forgave all those people and they became my best friends I just realized how unhealthy it was for me because it was a massive waste of my energy to constantly have my guard up and to be thinking like what is this person's ulterior motive towards me and like holding pointless grudges when Potentially, someone just made a mistake, or even if they did do something genuinely awful, that's something on them. But it definitely didn't benefit me to hold on to that resentment.
1: Yeah, it's almost like I would hold on to resentment, almost thinking that that in turn would punish that other person. And all you're doing is hurting mm. yourself, like you're punishing them for a crime they might not even know they've committed. and. definitely punishing them in a way that has no benefit to yourself and it goes back to what we were saying the other week like at the end of the day you're the one that controls your own thoughts you're the one who controls your experiences and how you experience the world and if you're walking around carrying that resentment and frustration and anger with you constantly even if you aren't thinking about it constantly it's still there that's really heavy and Um it's not saying someone hurts you in the next day, you have to forgive them, forget it, move on, call them up and say, oh my God, I'm not angry at you anymore or whatever. It's not that at all, but it's recognising that most of the time being in that state of just unforgiveness is not serving you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. You don't need to tell someone that you've forgiven them, Mm -hmm. that they, they don't need to know it is more of something that's part of us I guess part of the healing process for you part of the acceptance and like forgiveness should feel right for you if you don't feel ready to forgive for something or you might never feel ready to forgive for for something equally I think having that self-awareness of okay I'm holding this resentment is this something that that I can make peace with, or is this something that is going to be really detrimental to me? Because you don't need to forgive someone. Forgiveness should feel like it should serve you. I guess it should yeah. feel right for you. Because forgiveness doesn't change someone's actions or change who they are. They can only do that at the end of the day. But if it's something that's if it's going to keep on causing pain and damage for you, that's that it. Holding on to that unforgiveness is not going to serve you in any way at all
1: yeah and by the same stretch holding on to the anger doesn't change it either that you Mm. can be so angry and so hurt and so upset by something that someone's done or said and it does not change whether or not they did it I think if you can if you can work out what the intention was behind it to a point and by that I mean don't dwell on it but go that person probably didn't know that doing that thing or saying that thing would upset me as much as it has. There was probably no malintention behind it. Um, but, you know, we are where we are versus someone who can make a pretty educated guess at saying something like that or doing something would hurt you, would upset you, would be unfair. Um, then maybe you think, oh, actually that's not something I am willing to forgive quite yet because actually there's, you know, it never should have happened either way. It doesn't change the fact that it happened.
0: Yeah. I think it's like, for me, if I think about really big things that I just couldn't forgive or I couldn't let go of the resentment for, it wasn't probably wasn't until I like met you guys at uni and until I met Taylor and I made these other relationships and I realized that actually, me being me holding on to the resentment made me less trusting and yeah. more bitter and less open to new relationships and actually that was like it just would mean that I wouldn't have the connections with people and I wanted to have yeah. friends and obviously I found someone who I wanted to be my partner like holding on to resentment and not forgiving things I guess not accepting forgiveness as an option for things that happened in the past wouldn't make those future relationships any better if anything it was going to make them more challenging and I think that was probably when I realized that I needed it for more of like from a self-growth perspective rather than anything else like it wasn't going to change forgiving something something's not going to change that it's happened and it also doesn't mean that you have to let that person back into your life but I think it can really help you in terms of how you act and how you behave in relationships going forward.
1: I really agree. I think forgiveness is a self-development and self-growth point And like practice is so important because when you go through the process of trying to forgive, you also learn more about yourself. You start to understand why that upset you, why it hurt you, why maybe that person may have reacted like that in the first place. And it, it kind of gives you, I think it helps you to lead with more compassion not necessarily in like giving everyone like a get out of jail free card but I think it helps you to go oh okay I can understand why maybe that person did that doesn't mean you think it's right doesn't mean that it was okay but actually does forgiving it make my life better almost certainly and I think as soon as you shift that mindset and you stop holding on to grudges and that just general like the everyday thing things isn't it like every day someone will piss you off whether it's at work whether it's your partner your family a friend like part of life is getting pissed off by people because they do or say things you don't like or that aren't very nice if you can start to realize that at the end of the day being annoyed about it doesn't change it it just makes your experience so much nicer so much calmer less inflammatory like you can approach those things in a much more level way.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree, and often, especially when it is more of a, a, I don't know, something that someone said to you or upset you. There's, I don't know, there's two people involved, like you're involved, they're involved. What other kind of, what the perceptions were happening in that scenario? Mm. Like, I think there's a part of it that's just as much forgiving yourself as much as forgiving other people and again I think that's one of those really uncomfortable things to kind of come to terms with that like god even if I think of I don't know any big argument or something that's been really hugely blown up in my life I look back on it now and I realize that I was like yes it really upset me but I was probably no angel like I did I did that thing or I said that thing or I probably really upset someone by doing that like I'm not saying that's the case for everything, but often in hindsight, there is a little bit of guilt on both sides.
1: Totally. I think that's the perfect way of putting it as well. Like most situations it takes two and none of us are angels. Like I look back now and there might be situations where I've forgiven that other person, but I can also completely acknowledge that their side of the story probably doesn't sound exactly like my side of the story and that's okay like I think that's just part of being human isn't it and like growing and all of those sorts of things but I think when you take the time to forgive someone else for the actions in the past you can also then show that past version of yourself some compassion because as a friend said to me quite recently frankly no one cares like the only person hanging on to that shit from 10 years ago is you Mm. and so you can either continue to hang on to it feel angry and let's be honest feeling angry frustrated hurt upset all of those things it doesn't feel good yeah it's not nice and you can hang on to those feelings so tightly but it's not going to change anything except how positive your own experience is and you don't have to tell the person or welcome the person back into your life with open arms but i think in some ways that's even more powerful to go do you know what I'm so ready to forgive and just move on from the situation and go nope not not where I'm sending my energy you don't even need to make that phone call or whatever you can just be like right chapter closed it's okay or I'm okay with it not being okay
0: yeah I totally agree there's actually a um in my like affirmations that I try and read most days hopefully most days um there's one in there that says I forgive those who have harmed me in the past and peacefully detach from them And I think that's the key bit for me because I've never wanted to say oh I I forgive the people who have wronged me like oh just whatever I think it's that whole peacefully detach from them like if someone has hurt me so much or upset me so much they don't need to be in my life anymore it doesn't mean I can't forgive them because Mm. that's gonna make me feel better in the long term and I can I can just step away from them. They don't need to know that I've forgiven them. They don't even need to know what impact they've had on me long-term. But I think that's the thing. You can forgive someone in like a form of acceptance. Yes. And just step back and say, I'm ready to close this chapter. I've like, detached from that and I'm moving forward.
1: Yeah, and that's so important. And it goes back to what we were saying about you being the only person who experiences these feelings. Like mm. there will be situations in life where, friends or family or partners or whoever upset you and you then have the decision to make to say I'm gonna tell them that they've upset me and they've hurt me or I'm just gonna not confront it because confronting it won't change it it's kind of on me like there's an element of like well that's how I've interpreted it and I don't want the confrontation you do still need to forgive it (laughs) if you actually want to live by that. And so I think there's plenty of circumstances where you go, do you know what, it would bring everyone involved more peace to forgive it now and then mm-hmm. move on. And obviously, you know, if patterns emerge and people continue to do things that upset you, then we're not saying, oh, just ignore it, turn the, turn the other cheek and all that sort of thing. But actually, a lot of the time, I think our instinct is to almost get into that defensive, frustrated mindset. It's almost easier in some ways to feel like that. But yeah. maintenance of that feeling and having because to feel that constantly, you have to constantly relive it, right? You have to constantly relive it in your mm. own mind. That's tiring.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. and it, it works initially, because it's like a defense mechanism. It's, yeah, it's a defense mechanism. But like you said, if you want If you're going to continue to feel like that, you are just continually bringing up negative Mm. feelings, and it's it's not it's not an enjoyable way to live your day to day life, is it? To constantly be bringing up those resentful, like angry feelings over and over.
1: And at the end of the day, that other person's out there living their life. They might be living their best life, they might not be, but they're out there living their life. And even if you're holding on your frustration meant that they quote unquote got what they deserved and had a crap life does that make you feel better
0: yeah
1: I don't think it yeah, does that's... if it does make you Sorry. feel better you probably need to have a hard look in the mirror because you know that's just and there's something deeper going on there like even if you're trying to convince yourself that there's a Reason for you to be angry most of the time. Obviously, like I've said, there will be situations where this isn't true, but most of the time, you're going to be better off forgiving and moving on for everyone's sake.
0: Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like, I don't know. Again, this is probably just some weird, like, competitive streak in me. But I almost now have the opposite thing, where I'm like, I don't want what this person did. I like, I don't want them to have an impact on me every day for the rest of my life. Like, I'm almost stubborn to the point of. I want to prove them wrong. I have like, yeah. forgiven and I've moved on. And because that whole feeling of, oh, I hope, I hope they have a crap life. I hope things go wrong. Like, I hope karma comes to get them. Thinking those thoughts just shows that they're still taking up brain space. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. even want them to have brain space. If, yeah. if they've really wronged me, I don't even want to be thinking about them.
1: Totally. You're still giving them power. They still have yeah. power over your thoughts and how you feel. And the only way to rescind that is to move on. And, you know, we, you can walk around going, I hope karma gets them, but that doesn't exactly put you in a great karmic state. Does it really like, I know it's a bit of a tired thing of like, don't stoop to their level, but I think it's really true. I think if we constantly stay in that really negative, frustrated, angry mindset and all of that negative energy is constantly around us for a start, isn't it a little bit dull? to feel the same constantly and if anyone asks you how you are i'm still annoyed about what someone so did or they come up in conversation and i hate them because of that thing they did 10 years ago for a start you know it's a bit dull let's be honest um but mainly it's just not nice it's not nice for you and your life Mm. it's not saying forgiveness is easy by no means is it easy and i would Oh, yeah. actually say like it's a real challenge and having support through like therapy or counseling and things like that can be so beneficial and really help to like unlock that forgiveness and help you understand it and yourself more um but it's like so many things like just because it isn't easy doesn't mean it's not worth doing
0: yeah and I was going to say like if forgiveness doesn't feel possible for you right now like if you've experienced something hugely traumatic or a loss and you you're holding on to a lot of anger and resentment one that's completely a completely normal way to feel Mm -hmm. it's part of like that grieving process and everything that you would go through but also I think acknowledging that okay I can't I don't feel that I'm able to forgive right now I think if that's the case then yeah finding External support therapy is such a good idea. And mm. like some things you you will really struggle to forgive. Some things really might feel like they can never be forgiven. But I think the key is not to let a lack of, if you're struggling to forgive, not letting that destroy your mental health in the process. Yes. Because I do feel like there needs to be some sort of level of acceptance for I you really, to kind really. of move, keep moving forward.
1: Yeah, I think it's very like normalised in our society to hold grudges. And when you mm. think of how every TV show has ever been structured, all of reality TV is based on one person against another. And I don't like them because of something that they did all of this time ago. It's really normalised to hold grudges. And I think often people think, oh, if you forgive, then you are just a bit of a wet blanket and you can be walked all over. And that really isn't the case. And so getting that support to forgive or at least understand what that process is, I think is really important. Because if you're in a place where you don't feel like you can forgive someone, there is still a lot of emotion and important stuff to work through there. And I would say then that's even more important to get the support you need to process that because we don't ever get taught those sorts of things.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I think that leaves it in a good place for this week. But of course, we would love to hear any thoughts that you have on this topic or any other topic. And you can get in touch with us with all of the details which are down in the show notes.
1: We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We will be back next Wednesday for another episode. So stay safe and we will speak to you then. Bye. Bye.